I want you to hit me as hard as you can. In March of 1975, New Jersey boxer and all-around tough guy Chuck Wepner was invited to fight superstar Muhammad Ali for the heavyweight championship of the world. With the odds stacked 40-1 to 1 in Ali's favor, Webner didn't appear to have a chance, but that wasn't going to stop him from giving it his all. On the night of the fight, struggling actor Sylvester Stallone went to a packed movie theater in LA to watch a closed-circuit broadcast of the match. It was obvious that Webner was out of his league, but he put up one hell of a fight. He absorbed Ali's punches like they were nothing, landed a few strong jabs of his own, and lasted damn near 15 rounds. Though he lost the fight, Webner showed the world that he had the chops to step into the ring with the best of the best. He was an inspiration to many, and a true underdog in every sense of the word. Watching the match live in a crowded theater, Stallone saw firsthand the effect Webner had on the audience. In a maniac burst of inspiration, Stallone ran back to his apartment and wrote the first draft for Rocky in three and a half days. The film was released in December of the following year and, as we all know, became an instant classic. It spawned seven sequels, with Creed III slated to come out later this year and cemented Stallone as a bona fide movie star. Stallone would initially deny that the story itself was inspired by Webner and his fight with Ali, despite obvious similarities between the two. Although he eventually confirmed what everyone already knew, there's still the question as to exactly how much Stallone pulled from Webner's life. So let's step into the ring and find out what the f*** really happened to Rocky. In the film, Sylvester Stallone, obviously, plays Rocky Balboa, aka the Italian Stallion, a blue-collar semi-professional boxer living in Philadelphia trying to catch his big break. When he's not in the ring or training at the gym, he works as an enforcer for Gazzo, a low-level mobster. When his trainer Mickey finds out about his side hustle, Rocky is evicted from the gym, seriously impeding his boxing dreams. His only solace now is a flowering relationship with Adrian, his best friend's sister. Meanwhile, heavyweight champion of the world Apollo Creed has announced plans to host a title bout in Philadelphia to coincide with the country's upcoming bicentennial. However, when his opponent drops out five weeks before the match, Creed is forced to quickly find a new challenger. With no one available or willing to fight, Creed decides to give a local boxer the chance to battle him for the title. He settles on the Italian Stallion. And just like that, Rocky Balboa is given the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to realize his biggest dreams, and maybe even find love along the way. For starters, let's compare the Balboa character to his real-life inspiration. Chuck Wepner was born in 1939 in New York City, and was of German, Ukrainian, and Polish descent a far cry from Rocky's overtly Italian heritage, which presumably is because Stallone wrote the part for himself. Webner moved to Bayonne, New Jersey when he was just a toddler, which is where he spent most of his formative years. As he later recounted, Bayonne was a tough town with a lot of people from the docks and the naval base. You had to fight to survive. Although the film takes place in Philadelphia, 
the poor, working-class environment closely resembles Wepner's hometown. While Wepner learned how to fight on the streets, his love for boxing didn't come to fruition until he joined the U.S. Marines when he was just a teenager. He joined the boxing team and quickly rose through the ranks, earning himself a reputation for being able to withstand an abnormal amount of punches. He even became champion at one of the bases he was stationed at. Of course, none of this was included in the film. After leaving the military, Wepner moved back to Bayonne and tried to make a career out of his newfound passion. In 1964, Wepner officially became a professional boxer and quickly made a name for himself on the Northeast Club boxing circuit. He fought a lot, racking up a lot of wins and a few losses, and he even fought a few of the greats, including George Foreman and Sonny Liston. Wepner's brutal bout with Liston ended in defeat and 72 stitches in his face, earning the New Jersey fighter the nickname the Bayonne Bleeder. Thanks for watching Joe Blow videos. If you enjoy our shows, please like, subscribe, and click on the bell to be notified when new videos go live. Now, back to the show. Despite his flourishing boxing career, it wasn't enough to pay the bills, so Wepner took on a few gigs to make money. He was a club bouncer for a while, but also paved roads and sold liquor. He'd work during the day and train at night. Balboa, of course, wasn't involved in such honest work. Earning money is a tough for a local mobster. Furthermore, unlike Wepner, Rocky was a true nobody. Although Chuck wasn't making the big bucks, he at least had a proper trainer and manager, which Balboa lacked. He was further along in his career and had a legitimate, if waning, reputation in the years leading up to his fight with Ali. Although it's inferred that Rocky, at one point, had what it takes to become one of the greats, the film doesn't expand much on what his career was like before 1976. The circumstances leading up to Balboa's heavyweight fight with the world champion also differ significantly from Wepner's story. In the film, Rocky is selected because Apollo Creed likes the ring of his fighter name, the Italian Stallion. Even Mickey, Balboa's coach, sees the presented opportunity as nothing short of divine luck. All he had to do was sign the contract, and voila, not only is he $150,000 richer, but he has the chance to prove himself on the world stage. Balboa's fight with Apollo isn't just his best shot at the big leagues, it's also his first. Wepner, as mentioned before, already had a reputation. He won the New Jersey heavyweight title in 1967, and again in 1972, and successfully defended the title twice. He fought George Foreman in 1969, a big-time contender, as well as Sonny Liston in 1970. Both fights were significant losses for him, but his tenacity and brute strength earned him a lot of fans. In the years following his fight with Sonny Liston, Wepner went on to win 9 out of 11 matches, his string of victories caught the attention of famed fight promoter Don King, who wanted to give Wepner a rematch with George Foreman and a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship title. However, this changed when Foreman suffered a loss at the hands of Ali in the now-historic Rumble in the Jungle. Despite the title changing hands, Don King kept his promise and set up a fight between Wepner and Ali. The Bayonne Bleeder earned around 100 k for the fight, 
as opposed to Balboa's 150k. Ali, on the other hand, earned well over a million dollars for his efforts. To put it bluntly, Wepner was chosen for his skills in the ring, while Balboa was picked purely for the optics. In the film, Rocky accepts the terms of the fight and begins training. All of Balboa's legendary techniques, like running up the rocky steps and punching frozen cow carcasses, seem to have been made up for the film. While the specifics of Wepner's training regimen are limited, we know that he trained for a full eight weeks, as opposed to Rocky's five, and did so in the Catskill Mountains under the guidance of trainer Al Braveman and manager Bill Prezant. For the first time in his career, Wepner was able to train full-time. At this point in the film, Rocky's romance with Adrian evolves from shy flirtations to a full-blown romance. Although Wepner was married at the time, Adrian was not inspired by the boxer's relationship and is not based on any real person. As for Wepner, he was married a total of three times. He wed Linda, his third and current wife, in 1995. This brings us to the big finale, the title fight. For Wepner, his match with Ali took place at the Richfield Coliseum in Ohio, as opposed to the Philadelphia Spectrum Arena. When he was first announced as Ali's opponent, Wepner was immediately considered an underdog. With the odds stacked against him 40 to 1, no one saw the 36-year-old fighter as an actual threat to the people's champion. Just like Balboa, the 30-year-old borderline amateur set up against an undefeated giant, both seemed doomed to lose the match. But if Balboa and Wepner were anything, they were fighters. The movie takes a lot of inspiration from Wepner's fight, and the similarities are significant. For example, Wepner became famous for being only one of three people to knock Muhammad Ali off his feet. While Ali claimed it was because Wepner was standing on his foot, it was considered an official knockdown by the league. Balboa pulls off the same feat against Apollo in his fight, the only difference being that Balboa did it in the first round while Wepner did it in the ninth. It didn't look like Rocky wasn't stepping on any toes. There's also the little detail of Rocky's nose. Earlier in the movie, he makes a point of mentioning to Adrian how he's never had his nose broken, despite the hundreds of fights he's been in. Then, in the early rounds of the bicentennial fight, Apollo lands a solid blow to Rocky's face and breaks his nose. This is practically ripped from Wepner's fight. His nose had never been broken, and Ali was the first to do it. Stallone adjusted the ending for the movie and had Balboa go the distance against Apollo, surviving all 15 rounds. Furthermore, one could argue that Rocky put up much more of a fight than his real-life inspiration. While the Bayonne Bleeder lasted 15 rounds, it was mostly due to his seemingly supernatural ability to absorb punch after punch after punch. This isn't to say that he didn't do some damage to Ali, but it's widely believed that even if the fight didn't end in a TKO, Ali still would have claimed the title. It was an exhausting fight for Ali for sure, but he didn't receive nearly as much pummeling as he dealt. In comparison, Rocky Balboa lays down one hell of a beating. Apollo is just a little better. The film ends with a split decision, with the victory ultimately going to Creed. Nevertheless, both fighters are damn near unrecognizable at the end of the fight. 
Wepner's career never really recovered after his fight with Ali. He participated in a couple of high-profile gigs, like fighting Andre the Giant, but was officially out of the game come 1978. Stallone, looking to amend for profiting off of Wepner's story, offered the retired pugilist a potential role as a sparring partner in Rocky II. This, unfortunately, didn't come to fruition, as Wepner began abusing drugs after he retired from the ring, and blew his audition when he came in at the tail end of a two-day bender. Wepner's drug troubles eventually landed him in prison for a few years, when he was caught in possession of four ounces of cocaine. Despite how Wepner's audition went, Stallone seemed genuine about figuring something out, and promised him a juicy role when he got his life back on track. While it took some time, Wepner eventually sobered up, but the offers didn't roll in like Stallone promised. When Stallone's 1996 film Copland was released, a film that was set in a neighborhood close to where Wepner grew up and lived for most of his life, he figured that Stallone went back on his promise. This perceived slight, as well as the continued success of the Rocky movies, prompted Wepner to take legal action against Stallone in 2003 suing him for profiting off his likeness for nearly 30 years. The case was settled privately in 2006, just before the release of Rocky Balboa. While Wepner had issues with how everything went down, he's still grateful that, in a way, his 15 minutes of glory have been forever immortalized in one of the greatest and most inspirational boxing movies of all time. So there you have it, the true story behind Rocky. While it's obvious that the climactic fight is practically a play-by-play -play of Wepner's fight against Ali, the more personal aspects of the Rocky Balboa character differ in a number of significant ways from Wepner's. And any similarities, like the fact that they're both blue-collar for example, can also be said for a huge majority of active and retired boxers. It's practically a cliché at this point. Therefore, it's safe to say that Rocky is more fiction than fact. Let us know your thoughts by sounding off in our comment section. And thanks for watching.